Welcome to episode 103 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 103 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Whoa, you're getting into it today. Oh, I just had some porridge. Oh, I'm yeah. fired up. I was pretty tired before Jonbo and I went out for a big long ride this morning. Mm-hmm. Did an average speed we're pretty impressed with. Yeah. I did comment that we had a pretty good wind behind us, but he denied it. Oh, no, there was no wind. It was dead calm. <laughs> it was actually a headwind, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofwhy.com For all your coffee needs. Trybuys.com Just go on and buy at athlinks.com and actually we've got a good story about athlinks today haven't we later yeah, on yeah. yeah so yeah so if you want to find some friends if you're lonely and there's no one in your life <laughs> get onto athlinks <laughs> you're bound to find a friend kind of a busy show this week we've got our news we've got age group of the week we've got high fives what was a bit different what you did there it's uh, it's a few facts on Iron Man Western Australia okay. were interesting where, where did that come up from I think I got it sent in possibly okay. by Annette Lee okay um uh, website of the week. Website of the week is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to do a product review on a book that I read a while ago, which I think is kind of a, kind of you know applicable for us guys. Uh, Coach's Corner, what are you doing? It's not really a Coach's Corner. It's just a bit of follow-up last, from last week on our interview with Richard Usher. Um, we've got a few other people's comments in terms of how they compare coast-to-coast uh, versus Ironman. Oh, so great. maybe not so interesting for overseas listeners, but for Kiwis, uh, they love to sort of hear that stuff. And we are the number one supporting podcast in New Zealand. So. We're. <laughs> well, it depends on the day you look at, yeah, doesn't exactly. it? <laughs> and uh, we've got a few, actually, quite a few questions and answers at the end. But anyway, we had a big race on the weekend, the California or the Ocean Side now. 70.3. So is it actually the, the what do they call it? Oh, it's a bit of both. It used to be uh, Ocean Side Half Ironman. So, uh, and they call it California 70.3 or Ocean Side or whatever. Yep. But it was very interesting racing. Um, and so it's obviously the sort of the first race of the season for the North American fellas. And uh, yeah, close. Stuff so we had um, Andy Potts dominated out of the water, led by a minute, yep, and then uh, came down the run, still had a lead in the run, and then onto the run, uh, Craig Alexander was closing the gap down. And uh, the reports that I read was that Craig Alexander caught Andy Potts right towards the very, very end of the run, and then 400 meters to go, yeah, and then with 50 meters to go, Potts surges. Thinking of the advice we gave him when we interviewed well, him, obviously, and uh, and took the win. So I, I love it when people do that sort of racing when they you know they get caught. They're obviously you know been run down, and then they've still got that energy and mental strength to go. So is, that more, because, is that kind of more because Andy Potts is a bit of an ITU guy? No, I think it's probably just really toughness. M- mental toughness on uh, uh, that sort of moment. I mean, I saw a picture of uh, Craig and. Um, Andy running together and Andy Potts he's a very good runner but he you know, he kind of lopes along he's a big unit yeah because he's quite tall isn't he oh yeah and the yeah. picture of Craig Alexander he was just you know bouncing off his toes perfect form and you see this picture of Andy Potts sort of really low hips and everything standing right behind him but um, yeah it's great he just kicked in and, and, and absolutely nailed it so yeah I think it's just that little bit of mental strength and and also you know Crowey would have been chasing and chasing and chasing and he would have caught him and thought oh sweet yeah. and then um, for him to come back maybe he just sort of took him by surprise with 50 metres to go and uh, how's, how's Potts been going in the ITU because you rate Potts don't you, you love oh, I do I think he's uh, I'm going to talk about this a bit, little bit later we've got because the ITU season kicked off but um, it was the first race of the World Cup um, last weekend so he, he does well he needs certain sort of courses and he needs the race to go his way, but 
you know, he had some some fantastic results last year, but he still hasn't qualified for the team, and that's coming up. Um, oh, is he so not? They've only the Americans have only selected one male and female, I believe. So um, mm. I'll talk about that a little bit later on. And so, uh, on the fantastic third, race Paul was it third, wasn't he? Oh, uh, Paul Ambrose. Paul Ambrose was third. And Richie Cunningham. Oh no, no, no. Was he third? Richie Cunningham. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, we go scrolling down. Computer's a bit slow today. What's in here? Um, Scroll at the bottom It'll be at the bottom No, Paul Ambrose Paul Ambrose Yeah No, it's not at the bottom And the side of things Really interesting racing there It was a fantastic women's field You know, you had Miranda Carfrey Who's a 70.3 champ You had uh, What should we call it First and second McKaylee Jones And um, What's her name? Yeah, Miranda Carfrey No, who's the girl who got second in Kona? Um, the other one, okay, Sam McGlone. So yeah. they, they were all there, all the big contenders, and uh, Erica Cosmo, who's who has been a fantastic athlete, top ten and well, back. actually, Hilary Biscay, being the professional that she is, not only a professional Ironman triathlete, yeah, but a professional reporter for Ironman oh, Talk, sent me through that. an email, and she said, "Look, Bevan, I don't want you guys to stuff this one." <laughs> <laughs> Because Eric is one of her training partners. Uh, new this year to Brett Sutton's squad, which is kind of cool. And she was 10th in Kona last year, but has won ITU Duathlon World Champs three times. Typically, she has a lot of time to make up out of the swim, but with just her first camp here in the Philippines, the swim has come up a level. She also hammered all the chips on the bike. She, uh, her beating multiple world champs this weekend is only the beginning from this chick. Nice. So she has. I have seen her name popping up over the years but I wouldn't say she's at that very top level you know she's a I would say a very good second tier pro but it looks like she, she's stepping up now well so so it's saying she's it. obviously pretty awesome on the bike and the run so mm. if you can get that swim up there mm. you know and it goes to show I mean we talked about a lot about this Brett Sutton squad but some people just have miraculous results really quickly when they go there and it's not drugs and things like that I'm, abs- I'm, I'm 99% yeah, con- convinced it's not drugs <laughs> yeah. um, because there's just not enough money there but th- these guys are doing fantastically well so for her to take it out was great and a great field yeah I mean Leander Cave she's been a world triathlon short course champion Michaeli Jones Miranda Carfrey so um, mm. fantastic racing there and uh, and well on it good on her and we'll see how she sort of rolls off yeah, the rest it's of the great season. that it was a great race eh? oh yeah yeah, sets it up for us for a great season. Yeah, it really does, and it's just great for our sport when we have results like that. That whole really quick finish to sprint off, and you know, a lot of big guns going head to head. So, yep. um, especially on the girls' side, I think that was fantastic. So, big race in Australia, Australia, Australia this weekend. It's pretty exciting times. We've got good old uh, Toby's on it. Toby, the Tobinator. Tobinator. Is this his? Pro debut, or was no, he did he race pro last I think year? He was pro in the UK last year. Okay, so we'll be looking for a sub nine hour performance, Toby. Oh, game on. Well, it's going to be a really interesting race because it's the first race since Kona that Chrissy Wellington's turned up on the start line. She has done well, I mean, like Singapore Ironman first Ironman. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at those girls, the first two, so seated number one, which we, Bevan and I, just sort of commented on that the girls have got the top 10 seats, yeah, which is uh, instead of the boys. Which is cool. Um, so Chrissy Wellington is seeded number one and Rebecca Keat is seeded number two. So that should be a good battle. They, um, you know, Rebecca Keat has, has won Ironman race. I think she may have won last year. Um, and she was sixth or so in Kona last year. Mm. And, you know, Kona is a different race and Chrissy Wellington may be really well suited to that race and she may not be quite so well suited when it's not, you know, so hot and the conditions aren't so difficult. Yep. She may be just completely dominate the field, but it's going to be great. And you also got Kate Major, who's um, yeah. fantastic. Actually. Charlotte Paul's pretty sharp. Charlotte Paul went, I think she went sub nine or very, very close to it in uh, WA. Yep. So it should be good racing. I think those four are, are sort of clear... Head and shoulders above everybody else. And on the boys' side of things, we've got Patrick Verne. 
yeah, I'd expect him to take it out. Um, great race last year in Kona again. Great race in WA where he won. You've got um, uh, what was it? Bell. Luke Bell's playing. Racing. Yeah, well, he was. He's right down the bottom. I think he was number yeah. forty-three. So it'll be interesting to see if he turns up or not. He's obviously a late entry, but he had the problems in Ironman New Zealand with his knee. Yeah. So I figured, you know, I think he needs to qualify for Kona because he hasn't qualified yet, and and I know he likes to get his qualification done early, uh, and then he can focus on his uh-huh. um, on his half Ironman season. So if he's racing, I think it'll be it'll be down between those two. But if if they're not on their game, then you know you can always expect Jason Shortus. He's pretty consistent. Mitchell yep. Anderson will he's smack the bike. Australia, yep. And then you have got the usual other other sort of Aussies like Luke, Mc, Luke the big McKenzie. man. The big man's always there. He'll be, I guarantee, he'll be sort of fifth or so. Um, but yeah, a lot of Aussies racing there. Not a lot of internationals. But uh, but it's it's always tough racing in Australia. They're bloody mm. good. What's the course like? I can't recall. But undulating. Yeah. Apparently the road surface is a bit crappy. Um, so yeah, mixed mixed reports from Ironman Western Australia. Well, it's uh, good to see that the sport's growing. And one thing that we talk a lot about is how Ironman events kind of sell out, and a lot of non-Ironman events kind of struggle to get through. But good news is, is that the Austin Man, is that it's that? Well, let's go Austin Austin Man. Let's go with that. In Germany, has sold out, and it sold out four months before the race day. So it's going to be happening on the third of August, two thousand and eight. Uh, for 500 entrants as you know individuals and they actually have a few team slots left they have 80 of the 200 team slots left they're thinking that they'll sell out in the next few weeks so all together they're going to have 1100 athletes racing and it's sold out so it's great eh? nice we like we like seeing non-iron men the germans love the iron man eh? oh mate it's the I, I, haven't been animals. I haven't been there yet, but I'm I'm sort of looking forward to seeing what it's like in Rote. But you know, Rote fills, yeah. um, Frankfurt fills. This is another German race mm. that fills. Mm. There's also the Cologne um, two two six race, and I think that does very well. So, yeah, they're just fanatical about it. And, and cycling is taking a hammering over here, over there, and triathlon's always been big. You know, from the early nineties, and that they so, now okay, have, you have more of a, like, insight into the history. Why do the Germans love it so much? Well, they do well, and um, okay, so for, just the exposure from the yeah, stars. Yeah, from from the early days in Kona, you know, the early nineties, they had like Wolfgang Dietrich always doing very well over yeah. there, and it's kind of built up till they finally actually cracked it, and Thomas Thomas Hellregel winning it, and yeah. they always had guys doing well, and so they really got onto it, and and um, especially with cycling going downhill a bit, Ironman is a workers race you know yeah. you've got to do the hard yep. work and lay yep. it down and the germans love that sort of stuff yeah. so uh yeah so it's awesome to see that. uh what else we got here we got uh iron man auction is starting on ebay which is actually pretty good news and it's pretty cool what they've done here so what they do is they put an auction on ebay for i think there's six slots for kona mm-hmm. and it starts at ten thousand dollars and the average price they seem to go for is around forty thousand dollars and over the time since they've been doing it in 2003 they've actually raised two million dollars through doing this mm. now this is a great thing eh? it is we don't like the lottery so much we've yeah, talked about it a lot in the past lottery, yep. but um this is oh, cool. look at this it's only six spots there's tribes where there you go, Tribes. Nice. Tribes advertising on insidetry.com. Yeah, great. Be click through from our website, not this one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is good stuff. And it's only six spots, so you know that doesn't sort of put my nose out of joint too much. Yeah, six slots. And, and I think they get like four VIP packages for families to come along and get the free meal and crap like that. And yeah. so... Yeah, I'd love to actually interview someone who actually paid the, you know, got the 40 grand. Mm. And like, I wonder what kind of person is it? It's someone who actually tries to fundraise as a way to fundraise to get the slot, or is it someone who's just got a lot of money and thinks bugger it? Or, because, yeah, if anyone's actually listening to the show who's actually done that, give us an email. We'd love to actually get you on and just to see 
why you went about it that way and you know all the rest of it because forty thousand dollars is a lot of money it is a lot of money yeah it's, but it's great so um if you want to chuck forty thousand bucks at it you got you know or you could donate forty thousand dollars to ironmantalk.com <laughs> and Bevan and john can go pro for a few months <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me actually that's a good charity um what else have we got happening we've got itu oh yeah itu season kicks oh, off oh look it's, at him it's the best time of the year see i don't care so much about this stuff yeah. but tell me john what's so exciting about it well, it was kicked off last weekend in Malulabar. Yep, what was, happened? Uh, it was great to see Emma Snow still took it out. She beat Fernandez, and um, it's always good. Those two have got a really good rivalry going, and Fernandez has really been dominating, so it's good to see Snow still get that one back on her. And then uh, old Javier Gomez took out the boys' race. Yeah, he's the dominating the he's dojo. dominating guys, the dojo. I don't reckon he's going to win the Olympics, so. Why? Uh, I think he's going to crumble. Too much pressure on the day because he'll be, he'll be red-hot favourite. But he's it. been delivering for ages now. He's surely yeah, he can handle pressure. You look at all the Olympics over the years, and uh, a lot of the time, especially in the triathlon, the raging-hot favourite has not taken it out. So What's the course like this time? It's flat, isn't it? No, it's 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 medium you okay. know it's got some hills on it um nothing major so it's got enough hills to break up the field well if they get away they'll be able to stay away yep. um so yeah it'll be interesting it was it was quite a good race last year i got a text from slam i am saying he was actually there watching it this last weekend oh it's a good place they do yeah, lots of great, and they yeah. go up and down a hill but um what i'm finding really interesting is all the selection battles so we had our kiwis sort of lining up for the for, for taking out the third spot but the reason i wanted to bring that up was the whole, was the whole andy potts um Scenario: He hasn't even made the team yet, and a lot of these countries, you know, they haven't selected their athletes, and it's like getting pretty close to the yeah, Olympics. Yeah, what's all that about? And uh, and I, I really like the way New Zealand does it. You know, you get it done and dusted early. We picked our first two back at the Beijing World Cup last year, mm. and then we the, the final spot went this weekend. And uh, but some of the countries haven't done any of their selections yet. So um, whilst I think Andy Potts is a is a really good um, chance at, at getting gold. Do you know how the Americans Beijing. are doing it? Well, I know when I watched, we watched that um, through the eyes of the elite, yeah. that, that DVD, they completely balls it up. They, often the Americans will race against each other, so they'll have like an all-American champs and they'll oh. do their selection from that. And it doesn't have, it's not that similar to what a World Cup race is like. Yeah. So it could either go really well for Potts or it, could, or it could not go so well because if he breaks away and rides away, he could ride and run away and get the spot. But if all the others sort of team up on him and catch him up on the bike, he might be screwed and not, might not make it, which would be a real shame. So it'll be really interesting over the next few months to see who makes it. And the Aussies have still got the problem where they haven't qualified a third male. Oh, really? Um, and Greg Bennett might get that spot, which would be great if he does. Um, but yeah, what do, they, what do they need to do? They need to get someone... They need, they need to get their ranking higher, and it may have got up a bit last weekend. But that's the other thing with the ITU is, you know you can't guarantee how many slots you're getting until flipping June because it does sort of move around a little uh, bit if you're one of the lower ranked countries so it's, it does uh, make it more interesting doesn't it it does I, I, but it yeah. makes it stressful and it makes it very hard for the people the administrators the planning it yeah yeah totally now last week we got actually an email from Ben what is it Ben Barnett and we kind of were saying we we're going to put it on the show and we forgot <laughs> so, <laughs> not Craig, like us <laughs> so professional um, Craig Walton retires yeah so he hasn't been so- did you think that there was a bit of a shock Oh, it, it may well be that he's had some injury problems. He's always had um, quite a few little injury issues over yep. the years. He's a big, fairly big fella. But he hasn't done that much. I mean, he's, he's done a couple of Ironmans, but you hear a lot of guys, you know, you hear people like um, 
Greg Bennett, um, and a lot of the top short course guys saying who was the toughest guy you raced against, and a lot of the time the name Craig Walton comes up because he was just such a hard I think when I was worker. talking to Macker, he liked him too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. an animal, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, very disciplined, apparently. I haven't met the guy, but, you know, he's swim, swim biker, and but he could run. Yep. He wasn't When he was injury-free and in, in good run form, he, he ran pretty damn well. So. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be. I don't know the exact. But he basically reason. always tried to break away on the bike, didn't he? Oh, always. So yeah. the drafting rule really didn't 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 help him at all. Yeah, um, but he was a great. Just must have broken your heart if you're an athlete like him at the time. You know, your your strengths were just totally eliminated just mm. because of one rule overnight. Your game's gone. But it's coming back. You know, the series in the states these days with there's big money and, and great guys like Greg Bennett are showing that you can um, you can have non-drafting races. So it's mm. going to be really interesting to see. He he coaches his partner Emma Snowstall. Um, so she's obviously going to Beijing and. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what maybe he does next. Maybe he will embark a bit further on a coaching career. John Hancock, the bloody legend that he is, put us a on legend. Wikipedia. Yeah, we're liking that. So he's going to get some some sort of bonus when he comes over to Camp Kierkaha in France. Bevan to take care of that. Oh, <laughs> I can't just take that one. Maybe he can have it. He can get a, a free get out of jail in the clapping game. No, you don't. You don't want to be in jail in the clapping game, oh, mate. Do you you don't. Want, no, no, it's not a bad game. It's oh. a it's a good game. Oh, look at this! People been adding to it. We need people to verify it because basically what happens with Wikipedia is that you go onto Wikipedia and what do you do? You basically. I don't know. Put a, put a post up put there. Put a post up there and you can add to the content and all the rest of it. Now, if they don't think you're important enough, they get rid of you, don't they? Yes. And so we need you guys, now that John's actually gone on, John has gone on and actually done it and kind of set it up, we just need you guys to go on there maybe to verify it. And if you want to add more content to it, oh, this is oh, lots, oh, this is great. Uh, we've got some in-jokes. Oh, this is in-jokes, dominated Jojo, legends of all sorts. I mean, oh, I'm Russ, I mean, don't. Oh, taking it to the next level. I love how we say, or I think it's you say legends. Yeah, legends. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's good. So yeah, just go onto just go onto Wikipedia, t- search for Iron Man Talk, one word, and it'll come up. And um, we just need people, yeah, to either add to it or, like Bevan was saying, sort of verify it. There's a process you can go through just so we make sure it stays up there and it helps us to sort of spread the word. Well, you more. know what? It's, it's totally ego. <laughs> it's just, oh, nothing to do with that. Well, you know, you, you know, come around, you get the, you, know, you get the girl around here, a single man, you go, hey, let's look at Wikipedia. Oh, there I am. You're not so single these well, days. Well, yeah, let's, they we'll find out later in the show. <laughs> oh, anyway, what's happening? That's our oh, hot topic. So, hot topic of the week. Hot topic of the week. So the hot topic of the sort of last fortnight has been giving us a bit of a hand in terms of looking for a charity that we're going to support when we do our little fundraising um, competition mm. race off and, and roach. So do you want to have a pause so you can do your peas for a second? Yeah, I can do my peas and I can have some porridge because I'm a little bit hungry to be honest. So <laughs> here we go. Do you love, do you love porridge? Uh, no, not porridge as such, but I, we do have a lot of rolled oats at our place, but I don't sort of do it and warm it up in the microwave sort of porridge. We mix the rolled oats and make a nice little muesli out of it. Blinder's quite a, a good muesli maker. Really? Mm. Can you bring some around? Cause I've, we could try. Go on, because I just like porridge, but... It's not porridge, it's just bloody rolled oats, isn't it? Mix them with milk and What's cold. What's the difference? Well, you, porridge isn't porridge when you sort of warm it up in the microwave. Well, and it goes it sort of ma- Oh, have you? I didn't, yeah, didn't right. realise. It's got cold because it hadn't been to eat it. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so, okay, I've got my three selections. First one up was uh, Sean O the Porno. In a similar spread the love message, what better way to spread the love than giving away running shoes? Um, oh, so nice. a couple he suggested, tryforhope.org and tryforafrica.com. I think we had Try for Africa. We had something like Shoes for Africa mm, or something we like that. something similar, haven't we? On the website of the week a while ago. So they really just go along and, uh, and people collect up all their second-hand shoes and stuff like that, and then they send it over to Africa. So uh, that's a possibility. 
Now, I'm kind of taking the credit from the person who actually originally gave this one, but I'm going with old uh, Bainzi, and he's, he's agreeing with someone who said Zero to Hero, and the Zero to Hero was a witch, uh, website of the week a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, it's basically a place where kind of second-class pros who were trying to break through to the next level, it's a great place for them to fundraise money, and uh, yeah, check out the website, I think it's zerotohero.com. It's not going to be the selection we go with. No, you're not. But it's 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 a good good website, it's yeah. a good concept. Yeah, definitely, and if, if you want to support people, go for it. Yeah. Uh, next one was James. Uh, first and foremost, don't give don't give it to the bloody Let Levi Ride campaign, which is um, Levi Leipheim is part of the Estina bike team. They've been banned from the Tour de France. Oh. They're not allowed to start. And there's always flipping ex drug cheats uh, letting you know like Tyler and Hamilton and all that having some flipping campaign that they can get back on the bike. So no, it won't be that. Um, Speaking seriously, I worked for a charity in Kenya, met a guy called Charles Mutumba. Oh, this was good, this one, wasn't it? Became um, second in their cycling nationals on a crappy town bike. He should have gone to the Olympics by right, but missed out because he couldn't pay the bribe. I went riding with him a few times, and his enthusiasm for running and riding was just incredible. And, uh, and James also did a similar thing in Venezuela with kids. So he thinks the money should go to introducing kids for sports with their financial when their financial background keeps them out of it. Uh, and he's got bikes for Africa or um, recycle-east.org. So pretty similar to old Sean O' the Porno in terms of... Giving old gear away, basically. Giving old gear away to more... Well, I think giving the gear away is a good one, eh? Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, what about a small charity local to you guys where you can actually see what the money is doing to help? There are a lot of big charities that do great jobs, but charity starts at home or close to it. What about the um, tramps sitting outside uh, the local off-license or chip shop? Oh, okay. Basically, the tramp, you know, the mm-hmm. person on the side of the road giving them some money. Chrissy has some pretty good ideas on charity work as well. Something about toilets in Tibet, I think. And that was from Wonderboy. Nice. Mm. We were discussing this one on our little ride. We were discussing that on our little ride, weren't we? we? We thought we might take it a little offshore. Yeah, we're thinking offshore because yeah. it's a global audience. It is. Iron Man's talk is in New Zealand thing. Yeah. It's the world. It's the, it's the universe. World. It's everywhere. Um, this one was from Scott. I seem to recall. Oh, that's a good look. Bob, bobbing for apples over here. <laughs> Bobbing for porridge. <laughs> I seem to recall hearing that Chrissy Wellington helps work with the charity organisation that supplies water to villages around third world countries. Seems in this modern day that the thought of someone not even having the basic essential life giving properties or water is crazy. Thinks we should uh, catch up with Chrissy again and maybe uh, look into doing that. So that is a worthy cause, but we um, one of the things we wanted to kind of keep a spin on it was maybe some sort of sporting spin. Yep, totally. Um, Jim Flynn has uh, a better way to raise money. <laughs> Bevan should threaten to wear the, the green wig again and ask people to send cash to stop him. That's a good idea. Well, I thought I was looking pretty hot with my green wig on. So hot right now. So hot right now. So we haven't actually made a, a conclusive decision on what we're going to go with at this stage, mm. but it's more than likely it's going to be... Uh, we had a couple sent in that weren't actually up on the post, mm. and um, and we're sort of working through those, deciding which one's going to be sort of work best for us. But it's likely that it's going to be something like the Shoes for Africa, or there's another one called Bike Aid, which is... Uh, you know what I'm going to do, John? I'm going to get my old bike to Bike Aid. I like it. I mm. like it. I've got a Toyota Karma, and it's admittedly it's pretty tired, but Mate, it's going like to get got, yeah, made a be. I'm never going to sell it because I always feel it's a bit crappy to sell. And yeah. so, you know, if they want to get it and do something with it, totally why not? Yep. So, so we're going to make a decision on that soon. Yep. And, and uh, when we actually announce how we're going to do the competition, we'll announce it then. I think maybe do that start of May. Maybe, maybe the start of May. Maybe. 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 Mate. Got a good question for this week. Here we go. Dear John and Bevan, my question concerns supporting my significant other. No names need to be mentioned. How Name, can names I help? Or names. 
I said names, didn't I? You said memes. Oh, did I? Okay. How can I help? Encourage X, Y, Z. It's obviously the I, fact I put that, that in. Well, can we make up a different name? Um, what's, what's a good name? Charlie. Okay, okay. Charlie with the day off. Charlie will often throw in an extra training swim session on the program day off. After 10 days in a row, it got to the point where I had to threaten to remove every front wheel of every bike in the house, mountain bikes, my bikes, Charlie's bikes, and hide them. Even now that Charlie has taken a day off, he or she (laughs) wants to do a core workout. Do you have any tips on how to encourage he or she to put her feet up and rest? Yes. No. Well, we probably have some tips, but we want to see what you guys think. Exactly. So, so the, the post will be how to help Charlie. How to help Charlie yep. encourage he or she yeah. <laughs> to put her feet up and chill out a little bit during the Iron Man build. And maybe think about what you guys have done, you know, because I think we all have that period where we're just stupidly keen. Well, this is this is a good post for, for us as athletes to post on, but also, you know, your partners or, or people that maybe aren't triathletes to post yeah. on as well, so we can all share the information. Mm, so we're not going to comment on that right now. We want you guys to go onto our talk, click on blog, put it on there, game on, tampon. Nice. Wonder, have they got that up on the Iron Man talk? Oh, they better have it on Wikipedia this week, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) It's great times. Here we go. Let's have some music. Okay. Age Grouper of the Week. So we got an email through. Who did we get the email through from? We got Thomas Peoples. Thomas Peoples. I think he gets another mention in the show today as well. Mm. Thomas Peoples. He's going to hope all is well for the NZ champ for John. Oh, John's got an H in it, Thomas. Oh, but maybe he's like being different. You get get angry about the name, don't you? You do get a little bit angry. Don't add the E on the end. (laughs) Or forget the H. Yeah, forget the H. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, he's uh, okay. He's got an age group, but it's someone who needs to be mentioned from who's been on the show often a lot. But unfortunately, you blamed him. For, okay, blamed him okay. Basically, he wants to do T Rex of try for uh, the twenty-year-old Andrew Kerr, twenty-eight-year-old Andrew Kerr, to be age group of the week. He performed at Challenge Wanaka with an eleven fifty-two, but then he backed it up with a time of a ten forty-six at Ironman New Zealand and a PB by an hour ten. Talking about smashing it. On top of that, he also marshaled the Ironman. New Zealand champs. How did you do that? No, it must have been just no, the tri champs. Okay, this weekend, uh, this coming weekend, before Ironman New Zealand 2007, he, unlike many people, prepared for his first Ironman by entering the Iron Distance race in the UK. Well done, Andy. I think so it was a good effort, eh? To, to, to PB of an hour 10. To back it up, those two races um, mm. was, was very solid. Because he did Ironman New Zealand the year before as well, because remember him and Chris came over and they met yep. us? Yeah. So very solid performance. T Rex does get a lot of mention on the show, doesn't he? Eh? It does. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know many people that backed up the two races and went faster and significantly faster. Significantly faster. You know, Wanaka is a t- very tough <laughs> course, so you expect a little bit slower, but everybody that I spoke to, you know, pretty much struggled in this the second backed up. They 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 felt similar to what I felt when I did the two. I felt recovered and I felt like I was ready for it, but when you actually got out in the day, you just felt a bit flat and mm. just a bit dead in the legs mm. um, when it sort of came to came to sort of crunch time. But obviously not uh, T-Rex. He did not feel that... Well, I think the other thing is as well is that he took it. an hour turn off the Ironman New Zealand course as well. Exactly. So the year before. So that's a significant change. In difficult conditions. You know, yeah, harder. Yeah, most, yeah totally. of the, most of the people I've spoken to that did Ironman New Zealand said the run, not so much the bike that was windy on the bike, but, you know, that was... was de- uh, but apparently there was a 
really good back one. Yeah. Back, yeah. But what they, what really was difficult was on the run when it was very, very windy, mm. I think, coming back into town. Well, so. That's what Richard was saying last week, wasn't it? So it was a very solid effort by um, Monsieur Kerr. Well done. Or even T-Rex a try. T-Rex a try. Where got the name from? I think he lives in Wellington now, doesn't he? He does. What would you call yourself on a forum, other than John Newsom, because you're trying to promote your name? <laughs> well, it's just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, we'll just go with the hairy monster, I guess. Oh, the hairy monster, we'll there go you back go. To that. And it'll be what Mully. Do you, what do you call Oh, come on, Mully. it's Mully. Yeah. Oh, there you go. T-Rex a try. You are our age, age group, group of the week. week. Oh, I didn't turn it off. One, two, three, four. Half five. And it's a seven, and it's not really tips, it's just facts. It's not, yeah, it's facts. Uh, you, you, you were running out of pee, wasn't you? I can't remember. I, I think um, Annette Lee may well have sent this in to me. Uh, so obviously I, I a while ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's Western Australia. It's Western Australia. It was October, wasn't it? No, it was start of December. No, November. Late, late November, start of December. Some <laughs> early may, November. Some people may not have finished until sort of early December. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, just a few facts. Number one. Okay. Not one single Hawaii spot in any category rolled down. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? it they is don't have a lot of slots, but it's still interesting that no one... Yeah. So everyone took it. And they're tough, you know. It's, whenever you go to Australia, the people are fast. Um, mm. There's not many slots, and it doesn't roll down, which would indicate if you're really desperate on qualifying... Probably not the best race to go and do. No. From the 932 starters, 899 finish, which is the highest percentage of finishes since the start the race started in 2004. So I wonder what the percentage of finishes in most Ironman races are. That's a very high yeah, percentage. Yeah, that's very high. Only about um, 33 people not finishing. Yeah, I remember the year I was in Kona, I think they had their highest percentage finish rate ever because it was, the conditions were so calm. Mm. So Probably the year I was there was probably the lowest. Oh, was, I think yeah, it was actually, yeah. 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 Terrible year. Um, yeah, I would say Ironman New Zealand is, is a significantly less than that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, nice nice another fact. Great, great facts. Number 12, number three. Number three. <laughs> 12 age group course records fell on day. It was definitely for a fast year. Mm. Um, so you may want, not want to go to Western Australia in terms of qualifying, but if you do want to go somewhere that is going to get you a fast time. But is it? Is because place. I was talking to someone about Western Australia and I was saying, yeah, it was fast that year, but often the wind can pick up and you can kill yeah. you. So it's, it's not year, like a guaranteed like a road where consistently no. the, year, the year before I think was fast as well um, but yeah they, they do say if the wind gets up and if the sea gets really choppy then it, then it could be slower but number yeah. four an example of this is that the woman's record fell by 10 minutes that's and, significant and I think Charles that's incredible Paul, yeah, that is incredible yep. with Kathy Lee Davis and John Davidson and some other guy Fran 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 someone um but yeah, I mean, and, and the first female went, I think, sub nine, and Charlotte Paul is a very good athlete, but she's not what you'd say is a top five in the yeah. world sort of athlete, so it is a fast course. Mm. The youngest competitor, Sarah Gibson, finished in 15.01.17. Wow, that's, that's, wow. that's a fact. It's, that is a fact. That's a fact. Well, how about this? In the 70 to 74 year division attracted five competitors. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> so that's crazy. I can't imagine. My, my dad would be in that age group, and I can't imagine him doing an Ironman. <laughs> well, yeah. Man. Uh, man. man. What, well, like this guy in Hawaii, what, the 70-year-old well, guy. They, like had, no, they, had, they had an 80-year-old 80 80 guy. But this guy does like 30, 30 oh, yeah. hours, and he's like 70-something. Yeah. Man. Some people can age gracefully. Others, like Bevan and I, we just <laughs> We're age. going to 40 and it's game <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, because this, this is the high five, mm. uh, for 364 triathletes, it was to be their first Ironman. So that's a third of the field. No, no, again, like, these are cool facts, but I wonder in comparison to other Ironman races, because mm. I imagine Ironman is a high turnover of athletes, you know, the one-off people. Mm-hmm. 
what is it one and done mm-hmm. the one, one and, and done's done. yeah <laughs> you know like it's imagine is that high or is that low like it's hmm, it'd be interesting so. if you've got any other facts from other races guys send them through and let us know I think there's more and more Kiwis looking at Ironman Western Australia because of the timing you know you, yep. you can ta- you can track you've got to start your training in winter but you it's can a later train part through. Of winter, it's yeah. a later part, and you can get it done and dusted, and you don't have to spend your whole summer training. You can do a few other things mm. um, over summer. So I think it's getting more popular for Kiwis. It's also probably reasonably popular in Australia because you don't have to qualify. qualify so yeah. And I mean, Australia fills up, so you know, it's just sort of ballot option. But I think it's going to be a race that does pick up in numbers. The problem they're going to have over there is going to be drafting on a flat course as yep. they sort of start getting bigger and bigger. I think that problem is mm. going to be um, accentuated. So there you go, some interesting facts on Ironman Western Australia. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Website of the week. Oh, yeah. I had this one mentioned or sent in several times mm. and it is marginally confusing when you first go to the website so mm. the website is um, the website is www.140.theword.dot.dot.com and when you go to 140.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot
um, you know, the difference between Ironman and multi-sport when you're the leader at least is that you're totally by yourself. Yeah. You know, when you do Ironman, you know, and it's because it's kind of not often laps, you know, you kind of always got people around you and the experience mentally is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, you know, as much as people often thought Ironman's mental challenge that, you know... You're stealing my content from later on for, for further down the track. So oh, you, am I? Yeah. Do you want me to stop? <laughs> you want you to stop okay. right there. I'll stop right there. But would this be something you think you'd do? I think if you and I, you know, you know, because you often write, you write me email and you say, let's do this crazy thing, and I'm always like, yeah, yeah let's do it. I would, yep, yep <laughs> yeah. totally. It's not really my cup of tea, to be honest. Okay, go. Um, I, I'm, I'm really into doing... Um, crazy some, training. Some crazy training. It's something a bit different. But um, and with, with, with try stuff, doing like half Ironman simulations as a group where yep. you can get together and do some really constructive training. But in terms of doing a full iron distance race, I don't think it would quite rock my boat. Um Unless she maybe did some crazy ass course, but if yeah. you were just going to go and do a relatively flat, easy course, then uh, there's a picture of Bella and Stephen Bayliss up in yeah, the top corner of this, yeah. Yeah. which I think they're engaged. Um, oh, really? Gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's not quite my thing, but I guess if, if you were going to go, say, maybe do one over in France and you're maybe going to go ride through the Alps or something and make it some crazy yeah, ass it's thing. It's funny because you're the guy who often emails me and goes, okay, yeah. let's do this. And I'm always like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and so I think maybe doing the Ironman is not the challenge, but if someone, I wouldn't organise it myself. It wouldn't be something no. that I would go out and set up to do. But if like a bunch of people were doing it and I was kind of free and, you know, I probably would put my hand up to do it. Yeah. I think it would be a good challenge. I would like it to be a really challenging course. Yes, that's the only thing that would probably draw me into it. Yeah, I'd like um, it to, you know, imagine if we set up around the hills around here. Oh, yeah. You know, we went to Port Levy and yeah. then, you know, all those kind of crazy rides. And then, yeah. And then yeah, maybe had to run up the hills as well. Like. Yeah, and that's what I kind of tried to do with it when I did my triple T type thing. Yeah. And just made the rides just stupidly hard, mm. and um, and that was appealing to me. But one of the things, I mean, the main reason when I go to an iron distance race is, you know, I'm there, I want to go as fast as I possibly can and finish as high as you can. Mm. And so I wouldn't get that, uh, it wouldn't satisfy race my... buzz. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. satisfy my competitive needs by doing it, but it would if it was an adventurous sort of thing, then it might be something a bit different. Yeah, it is different, isn't it? It's not a, you know, because it's not about competing, it's kind of a self-sufficient mm. thing, and so it's more of the, I don't know, the challenge of long training. But for the first time, it's certainly not something I could recommend. I'd say you definitely want to go and do an event before you consider going and doing one of these things by yourself. I think um, it, you maybe just get slightly... No, I'm mislead at all. No, admittedly, I haven't looked too much at the website, but I'm hoping that they've got some advice that what you want to do for well, it's a bit of a community. You know, you can you can join up and, and really get in touch with people in your area. I think they have a. Uh, you need support people, wouldn't you? Well, that's the whole thing. Uh, not not really. You just need somebody to sort of mind your bikes and. Um, yeah, but safety reasons, you know, like imagine if someone's out there sixteen hours, and well, no, that's the whole thing. Oh, really? It's just you're out there doing it, and you'd probably need to like on the run. You'd probably need to have a multi-lap relatively multi-lap run and on the bike you need to have you know you need to allow for sort of stops at dairies and things like that on the corner just mm. to, to re- refuel yourself so um, go on there it's got a forum on there you can sort of join up to it and find yeah, if there's yeah, any crazy, in crazy people in your area and uh, and give it a crack so yeah we'll I'll put a link to on Ironman talk to that but I think what would be really good is if people get together and do, say, half Ironman simulations as preparation for their Ironman races, and that's something I generally organise. I organise yeah, a couple that, per you? season as people are sort of building up for Taupo, and it, and it goes down really well, generally. Nice, but thanks for sending the uh, website through. Thomas Peoples, who's taken home a pair of Grandma socks. <laughs> Change your life. Here we go. Pro-Ironman. 
Product reviews. You could bang me up, yeah. It's your, just, your segment. You still do it with me. <laughs> Product reviews. But you're using flipping age group of the week music. I know, but it doesn't matter. Okay, carry on. It's just still. Carry on. Tell so us I, about your book. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're throwing me, mate. You're throwing me. Anyway, I read a book. I, I read a lot. I, I, like I read, I read an audio book a week. So we're not read. We're listening to an audio book a week. <laughs> I listen to an audio book a week, and I, I often read at least half an hour a night as well. And um, a while ago, I read a book called "Getting Things Done," and it's a book on organisation. It seems to be at this moment in time in the world that it's the number one book on organisation. And I thought it'd be really. There are other books I've read. There's one called "The Now Habit" and Stephen Covey's Seven Habits. The guy who does Seven Habits. He's got some really good organisational systems and. I'm pretty well organised, but this book, to me, it really took me to the next level of organisation. I thought I'd share an example that he talks about in the book, how he talks about that often... I think the reason I want to talk about this book on the show is that as listeners, we are very busy people. Yeah. You know, like, you know, to do an Ironman, you're very busy. And then to actually maintain an, as much balance as you can in an Ironman lifestyle, you need to be extremely organised. And mm-hmm. one thing he talks about is that how when we're not organised, we're not free in our mind, and that when we're actually focusing on the thing we're meant to be doing in the moment, if you're not organised, you're often things keep popping up in your head. Mm-hmm. And you'll say, for example, so let's say, let's say I'm meant to maybe take something, the video back to the video shop. Now, if I was meant to take that back, if I think that once and don't do anything with that thought in my head, then if I think it again, that's a wasted time. And then and often we think the same thought, so I think I need to take the video back to the video store like 10 times. Yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so, and so basically he's saying that if we do, if we if we had a system to get the thought out of our mind, because our, our mind isn't necessarily a good organisational device, mm-hmm. and so that if we had a system to get that thought out of our mind the first time, and then we always apply that system, then what you would do is that when you have those thoughts, you get it out, and then you have more free time to use to be more productive or creative in the things you're trying to do. So, mm-hmm. for example, when you're out training, you could just focus on training instead of thinking, oh, I should have video. Mm-hmm. And um, this book is really good because a lot of the books you read kind of give you some basic examples. And this book's not perfect, don't get me wrong. It's definitely, there's parts that kind of go on. And, um, and it's kind of more for the business person, but I do think it really applies for us guys in that um, it gives you a system on how to actually do it. And yeah. he, he basically, you know, there's a, I'm not going to talk about the system right now. I think you should guys get the book. But basically it gives you a system where you get out of your mind straight away and then there's this place where it goes and you trust it, that you, then you kind of get to trust the system. Is it a big book? No, it, it's, it's a couple, I don't know, maybe four hour read, not at max. Right. Um, but it's one of those books that you read and you think, yeah, I can do this. Mm. And admittedly when you first read it, like for me, I had to kind of, kind of, spend a bit of time just setting up the system so I spent so like it's got a bit of an action plan yeah there. totally and, what you need. And, but it's been really great for me because I was one of those you know, I've always been kind of organised but not totally organised and whereas now like for me I'm finding I never have those thoughts coming back in my head and like you know if, like if I have a thought I instantly put it on my iPhone or I put it on my to-do list and then here's a system of what you meant to do for after that and to be honest I think feel a lot freer in my mind in my mind time and like you're pretty organised eh? yep. the organisation is actually one of John's real strengths but imagine if you didn't have to think the same thought over 10 times yep. you know and, and and I think just for you know you guys as listeners that this book to me could really maybe help you out and being more organised in the way you live your life. It's a frustration as from a coach when you know the athlete just can't fit the training in yeah. and you're looking at their schedules and you're going 
far out, man. You should be able to fit this in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you just need to be a bit more organised. So it, it, if, this, if this rocks your boat, I would say, I, I think most people, sh- I haven't read the book, but yeah. most people Well, I gave it to Porno. It. No, the Porno, Sean, the Porno, he's, a, he's an Iron Man, and he's also a very busy businessman. He, he's mm-hmm. very successful at his work, and he's good at what he does, and so he has a lot of stress, and he said it's definitely made a big influence on his life. Cause he, and he is, like I looked at his to-do list, and it's, it's massive. <laughs> like I don't have that many demands, but even then he said, yeah, definitely it's made a big influence, and he feels free in his time and I think the thing is as well what's really great about it is that if you are free if you don't have those repeating patterns in your head it's like when you spend time with your partner you've got time to just spend time with your partner mm-hmm. and that's one of the things he doesn't actually sell this point so much but in the book called The Now Habit um, this guy talks about and The Now Habit the guy who I can't remember who wrote that book but he talks a lot about how you just you need your um, I don't like your, your social time or whatever he calls it and that, you know, if you are really good at being organised in your social time, you can just be social. Yep. Or whatever whatever you're choosing to do at this moment in time, you can be in the moment, which then makes you more productive and creative. And um, what I like about getting things done, the Now Habit was a good book, and he kind of sold the idea of being organised, but the system wasn't so good. And the same thing with getting things, I mean, with The Seven Habits. Again, it was a good book, and I love The Seven Habits, but not necessarily a really good system. This book here maybe isn't written so well, but the system is really great. So I really recommend it. You can get it on Amazon.com. It costs, like at the moment, you can get it for like $9 US. Uh, obviously, if you want to buy it on Amazon, you want to go through our... Go through Iron Man Talk, click yeah. on the store, and they'll take you through to Amazon. And I really think that if you're willing to, like, get to it... He often talks about, you know, you want to get to ninja level as a, as a like a, as an organisation. And I, I really think that if you get it, you read it, and you actually apply what, what's in there, right. it will actually have a huge, so, huge influence. So Albert would be ninja level, you'd be sort of still street fighting? Yeah, yeah I'm definitely street fighter, but maybe like <laughs> Ryu, you know. <laughs> um, no, I think, yeah, like listen to Albert. So Albert from Coffees of Hawaii, you listen to him about his organisation, and I'm sure he probably has nailed this stuff because mm. he's just a man who has so many demands of his time. And when you get to that level of, trying to achieve so much you have to be hugely organised and I think that's one of the problems with us guys as Ironman is that we take on board this challenge of Ironman and we maybe don't have the organisational skills to do it and what happens is we end up neglecting our relationships or neglecting our work and then there's a lot of stress that comes with that because you realise you're achieving this big thing but at the same time you're neglecting these other areas and I was thinking about writing a piece the other day called The Sustainable Athlete oh really okay yeah, and what's, so the, what's the theory on that well how you can sustain being an Ironman athlete for a long period of time without ruining everything else in yeah, your life totally. <laughs> and you know what like, we love Ironman and obviously Ironman taught but you've got to have you've got to have balance eh? yeah. you've got to have other things in your life and or you be single and just train and yeah that's cool if you want to do that and go to athletes for your friends yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so so it's called getting things done it's by a guy called david allen and um yeah get it, check it out i think it'll definitely be nice. a good book to read we're going to coach corny you want some music i want some music can i help you with your intro i'm not gonna help yeah. you i'm not gonna <laughs> help you <laughs> A gangster. I'm not really going to do a coach's corner introduction because. Uh, Wait a second. Coach's corner! Evan's built it up and I've now got uh, a porridge over my arms. Spat on him. It's not really Coach's Corner. I just wanted to make a couple of comments on um, the interview with Richard Usher last week because we were a bit pressed on time last week, yep. so we didn't really do our in-depth analysis mm. of what Richard had to say. Well, we're and, pretty uh, in-depth. It was, it was really interesting to hear what he was saying because it, it was almost a complete opposite to what a lot of other people I've spoken to have said. You know, He, he said he found um, he finds Coast to Coast mentally very challenging because he's by himself all day, and then he found 
Ironman a lot more physically challenging and pretty much everybody I've spoken to says the complete opposite and I guess that's because Richard is at the front of the race and he's all by himself yeah. um, and if you're in the middle of the pack sort of coast to coast uh, when you've well, got I did coast to coast years ago as a team yeah and yeah I was around people the whole time yeah mm-hmm. and so you've, you've got sort of and it, it does have quite a you know, you're helping people out sort of thing like mm. you, when you do river crossings you've got to link arms mm. quite often and mm. so it is Coast Coast is a great race yeah mm. but anyway I had one uh, email in here from Suzette who also raced the Coast to Coast Longest Day and Ironman New Zealand yep. and the most difficult discipline of both races for me was the Ironman Marathon however you have to bear that in mind that I trained specifically for Coast to Coast and did Ironman training based on that okay um she said straight after the race, uh, her legs were fine after coast to coast, um, and yet now you know this email was written about a week after Ironman, and her legs were still aching. So okay. that muscular fatigue is quite a bit more, which Richard really did point out. Mm. So she said, although coast to coast is a much longer race, it is nowhere near as mentally draining as Ironman um, and as physically um, draining as that damn marathon. The very terrain and coast coast run and the rapids during the kayak keep you on the ball and having the run in the first half of the race makes it easier. Um, she really enjoyed the coast to coast and the training for it much more than she ever has for Ironman just because of the the very nature of it. Mm. So, um, yeah, some interesting points there from sort of a, more of a, an age group athlete and we've also had, say, Bruce, who we do a little bit of training with, he came up to me after Coast to Coast. He did his first long stay and said, it's way harder than Ironman. And I was like, oh, I don't know, because yeah. I haven't done both yeah. of them. But I think the difference is he raced Coast to Coast versus Ironman. He just sort of completed. Yeah. Um, so it, it's one of those uh, things. Yeah, 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 it isn't worth comparing. No, not really. Yeah, but no, they're just their own races, aren't they? It's interesting to analyse mm. the, the differences of them. Um, and I think everybody's in agreement that Coast to Coast would be a lot harder if they had a run at the end. Oh, and you that's totally. What, that's what makes a difference, mm-hmm. and that's what roots people for so long. Afterwards. She brings up a good point about how you have to concentrate a lot more on the coast to coast. You oh, know, yeah. like running, like because the terrain is crazy, guys. You have these big boulders and stones, yeah. And, and you've also like the courses kind of like get from A to B, and there's a obvious route, but there's all these little kind of side tracks that if you find them, save you a lot of time. So <clears throat> you've got to be aware of all that and. Um, it's a beautiful run. You can't just lock have you in. You ran it? Yeah, yeah, I've run it. Yeah, it's beautiful. You can't just lock in a heart rate saying we're going to sit one fifty to one fifty five. It's yep. just not that kind of run. And then you come out of the main part of the run, you're running along like basically shingle, and you're worried about mm. your ankles rolling the whole time. And mm. so the skill factor is very high. Mm. So yeah, just a few other people's perspective on um, sort of comparing coast to coast with Ironman. So mm. yeah, well, it was a great interview of Richard, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good value. Yeah. Okay, um, we've got our questions and answers. answers. Our first question comes from Gavin Rogers, and he's basically asking. If we're still using Skype, are we still using Skype? We haven't really used it for a while. We've never really kicked off. Not, no. not too many people participated. No, and we don't actually have the answer phone part on it now. So if you if you guys actually think it's something we want to bring back to the show, if you feel you know you'd actually use it, and because we can use it, it's there, and it's actually easy for us to do. Uh, instead of emailing us questions, and you can Skype us questions. Um, just let us know. Let us know, because it doesn't cost bugger all to actually get the voicemail back on there. So mm. yeah, let us know. Gavin's question was uh, more about tire pressure. Oh, okay. Um, and he's a coach, Kevin, isn't he? He does a bit of coaching, I think. Mm. And whether you know you should, um, da, 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 whether on rough or smooth surfaces, whether you change um, your the tire pressure. pressure too much, given that on rough surfaces, you know, you get, may may get more fatigued from the constant sort of bouncing and so on. 
from my personal perspective, and this isn't based on lots of science or anything like that, I keep it relatively well, thought-provoking. I am thought-provoking. Yeah. I think the thing you've got to be careful on on rough surfaces, if you, if you start pumping in you know, 140, 150 PSI, um, you are going to start bouncing along quite a bit, and yep. that is going to take fatigue, and it does also reduces sort of the, or increases the rolling resistance a bit. So I would say, in general, I always roll with about 115, um, and I won't vary that too much. It'll be somewhere, somewhere between 110 on and 120. Surface. On any surface, oh, really? unless it's uh, if it's very very hot, I may bring it down just marginally, but I generally won't go above 120. I think the benefit versus the uh, the cost uh, is, is not really worth. The problem it. is as well is that a lot of tires can you know you get some tires that can take 150, can't you? You can, yeah. yeah. And so it's like it also depends on the tires you're using. So it's kind of knowing your tire how much pressure that can handle, and then basing it on that. So like sometimes with a tire that can handle 150, mm. you know, 110 isn't actually that much, and you yeah. can probably put a lot more in. So it's really get an idea of where is the max and backing it from there yeah we maybe should get some cycling guru in to tell us all the exact science yeah, maybe every, we should do every that. single yeah. um, we need a bit of an expert back on the show for we need, we need, we need some yeah. cycling experts okay um, we've got Freddie Bailey's from Jacksonville Florida USA uh, he loves the show we love you that you love your show he does three hour indoor training we love how you guys do that stuff if someone's listening to that right now kia kaha to you train up oh, push your heart yeah that's beautiful check, Second, check your cadence should be around about sort of high 80s low 90s <laughs> you're always the coach uh, aren't you always thinking always so anyway um, he's basically he was in Hong Kong and he's from obviously from Jacksonville Florida USA and he saw the high five products and he just wants to know um, he's a distributor in the USA um, he's on business again uh, in Hong Kong later on and should he buy some high five products yep. so uh, when he asked sort of wh- wh- which gels would be best and it's really um, Bevan sent him a reply just sort of saying that you've really just got to go with what whatever flavour works for you yeah, the totally. most I mean um, in terms of the high five stuff I use I go for chocolate gels and then I go I for I have the chocolate oh yeah it's pretty good oh really yeah um, why, and then, why haven't I had chocolate oh you haven't asked man and then I go for the raspberry ones which has got a bit of caffeine yeah in raspberry them. are nice um, banana's nice too actually it, it is really a case of whatever sort of energy products you've got to go for yes you need to do some label checking you know in terms of checking how much sodium um, high five does have good sodium content the energy drink um, so that's one thing to sort of look out for when you're buying energy products um, and once you've got that sorted the main criteria is just taste and you just need to find a product that you like the taste of yeah and sometimes the high five gels some are thicker than the others okay yeah totally like um i think they have like a tropical one tropical one's really nice and it's yeah. quite thin right and then some of the other ones are actually a little bit thicker so it's, it depends on the product so yeah my advice is to really just try different ones the high five bars the sort of chocolate and oh. yogurt bars are pretty good have you heard the raisin one I haven't. Had, oh, oh, I think you might have given me one. Yeah, yeah. I love those. Yeah. So, oh. obviously, if you can't get it on a consistent basis in the states, you need to think about doing bulk ordering if you really like the high five stuff. Okay, so we've got a question here from Andy Smith. How do you guys train through winter to do a summer race on the other side of the world? I've just done Ironman New Zealand, which meant training through the UK winter, but it wasn't pretty, and the build-up was badly broken with colds, coughs, and crappy weather on the long bike days. In the end, I had to scale things down on my race day and think of it as a long training session for my Ironman Austria, my next race, as I just wasn't fit enough to race Ironman New Zealand. So, is there anything you two are doing for training for road that's different from what you would do in the books? How do you avoid the coughs and colds that uh, run around in winter? And what do you do when there's a storm on a long bike day? Uh, in general, in terms of what I do, if I ever get a little bit of sickness coming on, the first thing I do is... Um, 
just go hard out on my hydration, hard out on my fruit and vegetables, yeah. and I'll then I'll Look start doing some some supplementation yeah. with um, multivitamins and vitamin C, and I and I go very hard out, and I find that I can often kick the cold before it even sort of comes in. So yeah. I had a little bit of a sniffle yesterday and um, I really sort of worked on that and feel fine today. So You look like a box of, box of roses, mate. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's my first, sort of the first thing that I do. I'll also, if it, if it sort of starts to go to the next level, I'll generally move my longer sessions and I'll probably just take a day completely off mm-hmm. and I'll sort of shift my longer, harder sessions to, to different days. In terms of what Bevan and I'll be doing between now and Rote, we're, we're kind of lucky because it's not winter, eh? Yeah, it's, we're going into winter, but I guess the, the fortunate thing for Bevan and I is we can move our sessions around more than what other people can do. Yeah. If it's going to be a ridiculous storm, personally, I won't go out riding. I'll just move it to another day in the mm. week, and uh, and luckily we can do that. So yep. that's sort of from our perspective, but... I think you know what I generally say to guys that I coach is if the weather's crap and you can't go out riding and you've got down on your program that you need to do say a five or six hour ride something like that you want to be trying to do a five to six hour workout so I would suggest going for a swim for an hour getting on the trainer for as long as you possibly can and getting a run and then doing a run in so you're still doing an endurance session so it'll give you a similar sort of effect and maybe and if you could plan a backup day you know because mm. like, you know in winter you are going to get days yeah, and you're going to get the week where it's just raining all week you know and it's it's a tough one I suppose and I, I think another thing that um, we talk about a lot is doing some big training weekends and so I'd suggest what a lot of you guys maybe do if you are training through winter again is try to schedule in um, some big bike weekends because the cycling is going to take a hit. There are going to be weekends where you can't get outside, but if you maybe schedule in three or four opportunities where you could maybe ride Friday, Saturday, Sunday and do some really good riding and try to get that to lift your cycling, um, I think that would be something good to consider. And It may be that one or two of those big weekends um, maybe gets washed off. You still haven't figured out how to turn your phone off, eh? No, I was turning off just in case, and then I just got a text afterwards, so it was perfect. Um, I think also as well, if, if thinking of the long weekend, if you can try to get away to somewhere where you know the weather's kind of sometimes better, like in Europe, yeah. that's probably a little bit yeah. easier for what it is for us guys. But get an easy jet flight somewhere. Yeah, if you can kind of do that where it's only going to cost you maybe 100 bucks to get away somewhere for a weekend, where the weather is generally better, then it gives you a better chance of getting those big weekends in. And mm. you can convince you know, your partner, say, look, I'm going to train for you know maybe five hours each morning, and then if you get up and do that early in the morning, you've got the whole afternoon free to just sort of do yeah. relationship um, balance. Build, balance building. Mm, great. Our next question is from Chris. Now, do we have Chris's first name? Chris, Chris Moat. Moat. Uh, he's got, I'm just going to go. Also, could you answer a question for me? Oh, he's basically saying he loves the show, and he's relatively new, loving it. Um, time frame and commitment from nothing to half Ironman I'm probably able to afford an hour or so every second day or so then a couple or three on the weekends how long should the average non-exercising Joe or Chris do preparation before embarking on a half Chris has gone on to say that he's done a few sprint tries and things like that and you've really just got to look at your athletic development in terms of this there's no one hard and fast rule and there's lots of people that their first event people like Bevan who just go out and do an Ironman so you know, if you committed enough, and if you could do, um, you know, an hour several times a week consistently, and if you can get some long stuff in the weekend, given you, I'm pretty sure you sent this in from Australia. Um, if you targeted uh, an Ironman race next half Ironman race next summer, I don't think you'd have too many dramas with that. Yeah. Um, and focus, you know, over winter on your weaker discipline, whether that's cycling or running. Um, but you know, it, there is no hard and fast rule, and if 
It depends on what you know, like what kind of speed you want to do. You know, what's your achievement? If it's just about finishing it, yeah, you'll be able to do it. You'll be able to do it. Yeah. Um, and and I often talk about the enjoyment factor. You know, the longer you leave it and the fitter you get, you're probably going to enjoy it a little bit more mm. because it'll be a little bit easier and then you can focus a bit more on going faster. Mm. But if you're indicating that you're going to do um, a few one-hour sessions during the week and then some three-hour sessions at the weekend, I think you're giving yourself plenty of time. Given that the Aussie guys are going into winter um, of looking at doing a, a, a race next sort of next summer and um, maybe looking at doing a few maybe half marathons or something over winter to sort of start to build up that endurance and he's got a quote here at the end you've highlighted and I kind of like it too may the best of your previous races be the worst of your future races nice that's pretty good isn't it I like that put that on Wikipedia (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, you want to do this one Um, we had a few people send in questions in terms of rote and I'm going to get Bevan at some stage to talk about the bike course again because a few people have asked me about that but some people have asked us about the nutrition Um, and so I asked uh, Felix about it and whether people can get it Many thanks for your email, John. The supplier will be Sponsor. You can have a look on their homepage, which is Sponsor, S-P-O-N-S-E-R-Europe.com. And uh, you can order for a lot of the guys in Europe. Um, you can order for guys in New Zealand. It looks like you're S out of luck. Mm. Um, I don't think they'll deliver to, um, to New Zealand, but... Maybe you could ship to somebody in Europe and, and try it out if you're coming on Camp Kia Kaha. Yep. But uh, yeah, S-P-O-N-S-E-R hyphen Europe dot com. You can even just go dot D-E. You so, could. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, there's a couple of emails I chucked in here. Thomas Peoples is a show. Mate, he's uh, going to look stylish in those Scramo socks. Oh, the reason I brought up this one, <laughs> maybe you won't give him the shock, socks. He just got, at the end of one of his emails, he's got, oh, my girlfriend has to say about the hairy monster picture. Remember I put the picture of you? Yeah, yeah it was beautiful. Um, I think she's still in shock. She's so excited about it. <laughs> no, she's got she's going, they have oh, the garments on. Tom- how on earth is he so huge? She's going, Thomas, why can't you have some hair, chest hair like that? <laughs> Underneath the garment probably is a strip of hairless skin. Oh, I love your work, mate. Love your work. Vince, Vince, I can't remember your last name. Vince, there's just a couple of things people are doing for charity. Vince has a, a friend called Neil Kapoor. He'll go with that. He'll go, and he's, a, he's an Ironman finisher. He's qualified for his favourite race at Clearwater and third player year at some other race. Uh, he's, him and a few like-minded souls are undertaking an attempt at the 48-hour treadmill long-distance wow, record. And, uh, yeah. The temp begins uh, April 11th at 8am. Yep. And, uh, and it's going to be at the a major sports store in Piccadilly Circus in London's West End. Yep. So 8am, go and check out all the major sports stores in Piccadilly Circus. So what, they just run continuously? Or are they doing it as a team? Yeah, they probably do it as a team, yeah. I told you about when I was in Vegas, the guy was breeding the 100, 100 mile record out. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Nice. Okay, so, so if you want to go, if you're in the area, you want to support them, feel free oh, to go. You're going to, you're going to put that link up there, is it? Maybe. Uh, is it, I think it's just to a race. Okay. I'll put a link up there if it's the right link. I think it's more just a result of that race. It is. Okay. Uh, and then we've actually got John. I can't remember John's name, but he is actually doing a race to raise money for what is it? The something. Pediatric uh, cancer research. Yeah, he's going to a hundred k, probably mile, hundred mile race, and he's trying to raise, um, raise money for that. And uh, he gave me a link that if you want to support him, I'll put on the show notes on ironmantalk.com. And uh, again, just trying to get out there to donate to help people with paediatric cancer needs. Nice. I love it when you guys do that stuff. Sponsors. 
We had an email in from... Oh, don't, don't minimise now, you see. I, I played that game with yeah, you a few you're, weeks you're ago. Yeah, you were messing with my mind last few weeks ago, weren't you? So sent in from oh, Paul B. Regal. Go yep. that. Yep. Hey, guys, thanks for the great show. I've been listening over a year now. And oh, really gleaned some it. great information. Yep. Uh, here is an example of how the show has helped me. I started listening while deployed in the Persian Gulf on my last ship. Oh. I had only broken down, uh, only had a broken down spin bike, a treadmill, a pull-up bar to work with, and your show kept me going for six months. I love it. He's a Navy man, isn't he? Yes. The reason, oh. we're, the reason we're bringing this up now is I registered for Athlinks and found a virtual training partner by looking at the types of racing and times posted. Great. I, I picked somebody faster than me to keep me motivated. We exchanged weekly emails on the status of our training, and I really look forward to getting them done. I'm now on shore duty and travel a ton for work. I use the Swimmer's Guide website we had. Yeah, it was a while ago, wasn't and it? found that really useful. Yep. So it was just a good little, another little way that um, you can sort of link up with people on Athlinks. And uh, and he, it's obviously worked here, and he's managed to find a way to motivate him to, to train. And that's what I often say with things like Athlinks, with things like um, really fancy heart rate monitors or anything like that. If it's going to motivate you to get out there and train more, then and he's go used for it, it really well here, isn't he? Because he's kind of in an environment where he's kind of stuffed, and he's found someone of similar ability or a little bit better, so it's going to push him. Mm. Actually, contacted the person, mm. and then they've kind of interacted and have mm. created an experience which motivates them both, I imagine. Mm. And uh, that's really great, eh? Hey? Mm. Oh, athletes, it's changing the world. Like, the other thing I was thinking about athletes, what people should do, is you go on there, and um, if people aren't on there, you can go on there and just invite other people to join athletes. Oh, that's a good idea. And you want to invite people that are slower than you, so you look. Better. So they get on, and then yep. it makes you look better. That's right. You're a legend, John. Mm. There is really no delivering. I mean, no, no, no there's <laughs> delivering. I'm not, I'm not delivering. <laughs> You're not a postman. <laughs> okay, uh, coffees of Hawaii. Coffees of Hawaii are given back to the planet. They are given back to the planet. I've actually, uh, somebody was telling me they're going over there to do, I don't know if it's that particular Maui to Molokai canoe race, but um, man, there's some big waves when you go out there. Oh, look at that. Like. Now, if you want to sign up for the newsletter. It's a pretty cool looking newsletter too, isn't it? It's very fancy. Yeah, so you want to sign up for the Coffees of Hawaii newsletter and be the first to find out about our special discounts. Now, we know you love Hot Coffees of Hawaii because everyone who's ordered it has emailed us and said they love it. From customers' letters and emails, we've realised that our customers are a unique group. Just like I'm in talk listeners, really. Hmm. People who care about quality, about nature, about community, and most of all, who like a good cup of coffee. So we've created our newsletter to stay in touch, to let you know about the new blends, new ideas we've had, time-sensitive discounts on our products, and other topics that interest all of us. I was saying to you before, that like, cafes are going crazy. So there's yeah, a lot, man. So yeah, we've got a local area around coffee. Christchurch, yeah. and it's not a very big area, and it's got 11 cafes in it, yeah. isn't it? So there's always a different sort of coffee coming out, and something different to try. So you know what I like about getting good coffee at home? As the cafes are cool, but you know what? I love having my mates around home. Nice. You know, you invite your mates around, you talk some crap. Yeah, and Coffee. Yeah. And anybody who's coming to Camp Care Car, and we do have one or two spaces left on there, is going to be able to experience some coffees of Hawaii coffee. Because oh, well, is coming to the party, and he's going to send some over. Book it up now. Trybuys.com. No-brainer time. Get on there. <laughs> No-brainer time. Just get on there. <laughs> There's a song in there. And sign whoa, up. Whoa, whoa. No-brainer time. For <laughs> the bike the giving away a bike just oh, get on no there, brainer and we want an Ironman talk listener to be rewarded and getting that bike mm. it's very straightforward you just put in your um, you actually have to sign up now I'm not sure sign. if that means you get newsletters and stuff but you sign up and then if you sign up you then go in the draw for a $3,400 US bike that's nice and it does look pretty mint doesn't it it's got black well wheels and oh. how do you call it CPO I think it's Sepo Sepo 
So yeah, uh, time trial bikes still look cool, don't they? Oh yeah, it's yeah. going to be kick ass. So just get on there, no brainer. No brainer. We talk about this every week, but great deals. Oh, well, I do have to give a little bit of not so good news about GST in New Zealand. So we got, we got an email. Well, we got an email from one of our listeners saying how they bought something from Trial Buys and that they did get done for GST. So it wasn't as cheap as they said. It was still a lot cheaper than what it would have been retail. Yeah. But just to be aware that you may get done with GST. Yeah, so. or whatever VAT if you're in the UK, mm. it'll still work out cheaper. Oh. Um, and if you're buying, you know, a couple of pairs of shoes, you should be able to scrape them through. If a bike comes rolling in, yeah. then you know, do be prepared for tax implications. Mm. But um, or just say it was your uncle. Yeah. Like, and you left it there when you were there yeah. that wouldn't be wrong but it's a good deal spend over 200 bucks US free shipping and um, Bob's your uncle you know what that is John what it's a no brainer it is a no brainer <laughs> it's a no trybuys.com for all your shopping needs for all your shopping needs uh, what else are we going to do Camp Kiehaya yeah one, one or two oh, you know what can I have a games season? night we can arrange that no because I've also got Ninja Gorilla um, gun. Okay, that's a good game as well. We can we can have that. Around. Yes, I'll. Uh, I've got to actually really work on fine tuning the schedule. So oh, we're uh, looking forward to games night. Ian, okay. if you're listening, get the house ready for games. <laughs> games night, games time. Oh. Bike jerseys are in the post as of about an hour and a half ago. From yeah. you uh, are the poster. You delivered. Delivered. <laughs> I had a nightmare though. <laughs> Tell me about it. I, I wrote, wrote all the addresses on, sealed them all up. Yep. And, uh, to deliver, I didn't, yours. didn't use the world's greatest pen, and they all started running. Uh, and then I had to write them all over again uh, with um, over with top a, of it, over and, the top uh, with a big marker pen. It looked like crap. So hopefully they all still turn <laughs> up. <laughs> they don't turn up. It's John's fault. Bevan's fault. Just <laughs> ask Bevan for a refund. We seem to get a lot of emails wanting more. Yes. So if you do want more, I'm not going to get any more done until we get back from Europe. So I'll probably put an order in in um, yeah, late July. Yeah. So there'll be sort of August time if you do want one just pop me an email I'll put you on the list and then I'll get in touch closer to the time and we are actually thinking about kind of getting some more kit eventually mm. so that's, that's in the in the pipelines after Europe everything's after Europe everything's now, after it? Europe it's all after Europe we're doing it what's this, this book called getting things done we're getting after things Europe. done after <laughs> Europe <laughs> um, Amazon if you want to buy anything from Amazon like getting things getting done getting things done go to I'm in talking click on our little store which takes you to an Amazon store John John's coaching website CoachJohnNewson.com. Anything else we need to plug? Um, no, not really. It's no. a long show today. Yeah, if you've got any, uh, if you've got links to any famous triathletes that you think may well be worth a good interview, and oh, uh, give us you know, a bit of a hook you up. You know with what them. we haven't done? I mean, it's, it's the obvious interviews that we haven't done. We haven't done Mark Allen and Dave Scott. No, I was actually thinking I was going to email Dave Scott. Um, well, that will be as a bean. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get him on there. As long as we promote his website, he'll be happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, John, what have you been up to? What are you, what are you, first of all, what have you been up to, and then what are you getting up to? I have been done my long ride today, or medium long ride today. Mm, medium long. And, uh, we were fast. We were no wind. No wind. <laughs> He'd win. And uh, all gone well. I've had a good week training. I think I did about 15 hours last week, Ooh, which is about what time. Doing, so it was good. And that's, all, what I've, that's what I've been up to. And Big weekend this weekend, isn't big it? Big weekend, going up to New Plymouth to watch the World Cup race, got a coaching conference. Got do, you a, love, do you love watching the races? Oh, when, when they are good races. Yep. Sometimes they can be a bit of a procession with some of the ITU races, but yep. um, when they have, if they have a few breakaways on the bike, they're, they're yep. good to watch. And the run's always fantastic. The yep. bike sometimes is good, sometimes it's not. Is that impressive? Because you, know, like you see them on TV and it's like, they look good. But oh, no, they're, they're good. The front guys, you know, the Taylor and Charlies, they're, they're reasonable athletes, but the front guys, when they're gunning for it on the run, it's, yeah. uh, it's pretty cool. And you can yeah. get really close to them. They keep the barriers good. And they, yeah. they always have really good crowds in New Zealand and the Kiwi guys generally do well. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Nice. So I'm going up there. I've got a coaching conference. I'm also doing oh, conference, uh, just a general conference. And then I've got, we've got a, uh, a seminar on power, training with power. So oh, I'm looking nice. forward to that. I need to keep brushing up on that. 
and you, can do do high, you can do a coach's corner on it next week. Well, don't put any pressure on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe after Europe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe after Europe, and then uh, also I'm doing an age group race up there. Oh, so be, what's uh, the what's the goal? Olympic distance. Don't know between who's racing, but I just want to. You know, perform better than what I did in Wellington. So, so you're, you're telling me today you got you got like all the under twenty three New Zealand guys going to be there. Yeah, I think so. So you so think you can dominate those older younger boys? I can't. I won't be able to. If the top ones there, I won't dominate them. But I want to dominate a few people that are racing. Nice, <laughs> nice. Just to prove you still got a bit of an edge. Just to prove. You know, you young boys, you don't know anything. No, teach you a lesson. What about you? Well, I've got a funny story. So the the female thing. Mm. It's it's going to the next level. It's, I wouldn't call my partner yet. No, no, but it's next level. It's, it's good. So she comes around to my house. So she, we'd been out. She's dropping me home. Mm. Now the problem was, you know, you invite them in, wouldn't you? You know, because obviously, yeah. I'm just thinking that leads to a passion. Yeah. Obviously, I was thinking that too. And so, um, but my problem was, I was in a rush when I went out to see her. Yeah. And normally, I get up on a Saturday morning, and do my house cleaning, two hours, listen to my audiobooks and clean the house. I'm in a happy place. That said, I hadn't done it. And I was in a rush going out, so my room was a real mess, and the house was a mess because I hadn't done my set there clean. Yeah. So we get home, and I go, I can't invite you in. <laughs> and she goes, what do you mean? I said, look, my house is a real mess, and I can't invite you in. And she goes, oh, oh, I don't mind. It's okay. And I said, well, because I wanted to invite her in, obviously. <laughs> and, so, and so I go, I go, well, okay, come in. And I let her come in, but the, it was it was a tip. It, was, it wasn't a tip, but it was, you know, because you, you want it to be like, oh, gleaming, don't you? Could have done better. Could have done a lot better. Yeah. And and the problem was the whole time I'm going, oh, yeah, well, this is my kitchen. Normally it's a lot cleaner. And, <laughs> and this is my lounge. And this is, normally, normally this is cleaner. And then the bedroom, and because I like, I'd had like, oh. Did you take it? her into the studios? Yeah, she came into the studios. <laughs> This is where it all happens. <laughs> Came into the studios and yeah, so I'm doing my sets of cleaning this week, I tell you. Right. And then I'll invite her around and I'll say, Dad, this is what it's, it's normally like. like. Other than that, what else have I been doing? Been training, been training really well. My speech went amazingly well. I was stoked with that. Um, had everyone crying? Yeah. You were telling yeah. me today you wouldn't cry. I wouldn't cry. No, because you're a man's man, aren't you, John? hard to get a tear out of me. Really? Yep. What would make you cry? There's very few things. Really? Childbirth would be Close. up there. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I made them cry. That was kind of cool. And then mm-hmm. this weekend, I've got a big party weekend. My mate Jeff's turning 30. Mm-hmm. And that's about it, really. Nice. I'm, training. I'm training really well. I'm feeling really good about road at this stage. Good. Yeah. 16 weeks ago, I think it is. 16 now, is something, it? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Back in the pool. Well, my oomph. Nice. Speedos? Nice. nice, we heard about that. Put a picture of them up on the website. <laughs> okay, maybe I will. <laughs> Crikey, it's a monster show. Okay, okay, we're, well. we're doing we're a wrap it up. We're going to get going. Here we go. Iron Rust. I'm Indo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia, Kia kaha. kaha.